What is going on, people? It is time for Psycho's Meta Asylum. Your host, Psycho, and my buddy next to me, Mr. Dick Powers. Yeah, you want some of this? <laughs> so what's going on, man? What's going on with you? Uh, you know, um, big, big, big stuff, actually. Yeah? Yeah, man. So, um, Three Iron Brewery. I don't, know, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if you guys have heard, but um, we're pretty big stuff over there now. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to I wanted to I want to come down and catch your shows, but a lot of times like I have my vocal lessons that sometimes happen on a Wednesday and if they don't happen then they happen on Thursday and Yeah. I'll try to make it sometime. <clears throat> but uh not tonight, uh I don't know how long this episode's gonna go, but we're gonna start off um basically talking just like how I got into metal, um, hearing like a little bit of my story and some of Dick Power's story and everything. Um because metal for me is like fucking huge. I, 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 the, the joke that I always say is like, if metal were a powder, I would snort the fuck out of it. Damn. Um, and you know, I have very good reasons why I love metal so, so much. It's the biggest, probably the biggest addiction. Overtakes Halloween, to be honest. It's, it's, it's that big. Um, and like I said, you know, share a little bit of my story and we'll hear some of Dick Powers because it's, you know, we can get pretty deep. Uh, I, I've always felt it's funny. You know, ha- Halloween and metal, those kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, they do. Um, do you, what, what are your reasons for, for you? Like, what, why do you think they go hand in hand? Um, I guess it would just be like the atmosphere that, that both of them have. You know, like Halloween always has that dark atmosphere. And there's a lot of metal out there that also has a dark atmosphere. And it just seems to go... Hand in hand, I mean. Yeah, for for me as a kid, growing up through a lot of um, drama, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, it's a lot of, um, there isn't many things that embrace that. So I, I would see, honestly, and, and I had like a lot of rap songs, a lot, like a lot of that, that influenced me as well. But I think for the black culture, for the black kids, the Mexican kids, they had more of that rap culture. But the Mexican kids that I grew up with in L.A., during the nineties, <laughs> they were heavily influenced by metal, way yeah. more than rap. Yeah. Um, old school oldies, like that kind of rock, that influenced the shit out of a lot of generations. Oh yeah. But I, I do notice that like for, for me, um the reason why metal goes hand in hand with because you know, with, with the horror thing, they embrace a certain thing. Like the horror genre, it doesn't squeeze it doesn't like wince away no. from what's going on. You know, you're not going to have a lot of um, rap songs to, like, a Jason movie or a, a Freddy <laughs> no. movie. If you do, for some reason, it fucks up the vibe. No, it really does. You're right. You're right. It, it really does. Like, the, the metal just has that, like, it, that intensity. Yeah. Makes you stick with, with what's going on. and It's like the whole wrestling, the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know, uh, what happened when uh, Stone Cold, you know, speak of the devil here, what would happen when he tried to come out to, like, a rap album? <laughs> Didn't really go over too well, you know? It's like, you know, so like stay in your lane. I'm yeah. Not, you know, I'm not trying to be a dick, but there are things that just go hand in hand. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, So, like, it was me. You know, we'll start with me. Um, I grew up um, in a Christian uh, household. My We went to, we lived up in Northern Springs, and my parents um, were in charge of like, the youth group. And 
As far as heavy metal goes at that time, it wasn't really played in the house. The hardest thing that was played, I, I would consider like hard rock, was a Christian band called the Altar Boys. Um, and I still have their tape from 1986, their first album. <laughs> I listened to it so much that um, it won't play anymore. <laughs> well, that's a true fan. It sounds, yeah. it, it, it's freaking, I mean, if, if I had a tape player, it just sounds like you're playing it backwards. It's so freaking played out so much. Um, but that was, you know, that, that I mean, like I said, the metal wasn't really allowed in my house at that time. Um, Grew up in a Christian household? Yep. And then once my parents... Was, got it, her, was it like Methodist, Baptist, Catholic? Yeah, it was just... it was Lutheran, what kind? Uh, to be honest, I, for the, I just know it was Christian. Okay. I honestly don't remember like what kind. We, we went to uh, Calvary Chapel. Oh, Calvary. Yeah, we went to Calvary okay. Chapel. And, um, and then once my parents got her divorce... Uh, I will not go into detail on that. It's very Calvary Chapel of them. Um, <laughs> and my mom started dating this this guy. Um, he was he's the one that kind of like introduced me to like metal. He introduced me to like Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, Slayer. Did not I was not introduced to Slayer to like years years later down the road. Probably like so I'd probably even say like out of high school is when I finally started listening to Slayer because of a friend of mine. But beyond that, you know, with um, I heard Anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth. Um, and that was, like, my first, like, introduction to, to listening to heavy metal. And then um, just, you know, kind of grew from there. And then when I got into high school, um, all my life, like, I was always picked on because I was a small, scrawny kid. Um, always bullied. And never handled it very well. Um, which, as... You know, people know if you don't handle it very well, that antagonist is a bully more just to keep. Yeah, they get off on that yeah. shit. And um, so once I hit high school, the the uh, high school at least, like it, I didn't really get teased or bullied anymore, which I think I it was good for the most part because I started actually growing. I was like maybe 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, oh, hell yeah. The growth spurt kicked in. Yep, exactly. And yeah. um, I was listening to, you know, back then I was listening to Metallica, Megadeth. I loved uh, Ride the Lightning. It was the album that I listened to, like, the whole time. And at home, life for me was just, it was more difficult than at school. Yeah. Um, and if I, whenever I had a bad day or something, I'd come home, and the first thing I'd do is I'd go into my room, I'd put on my headphones, and I'd put on, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, whatever. And for me, that's what really kind of helped, helped me through those dark times was the metal yeah it um it was another voice out there yeah it was like you know someone that i I could i could speak to someone that understood what i was going through yep um because i'll i'll tell you like it it uh there were times i seriously did not want to be here i would look out my window and wonder if i fell and die you know is anyone gonna miss me yeah you know, thought of, thought of suicide, you know, quite often back then because life at home, like I said, was just. So it's funny you bring that up. Like I've often wondered, um, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna talk about it, but I've often wondered. I don't hear a whole lot of people want to leave it in the comment section. That's fine. Yeah, but uh, you could reply to it. Let us know. I, I just haven't seen a whole lot of rap songs. I'm not trying to. 
pick on them or anything, but I, I, I can't help but feel like there, there's a reason there's a divide in our, in our culture. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, it was like, I remember rap and metal trying to get together and do shit. Yeah. But now we live in a culture and a society where it's more of like, fuck you, this is mine, or fuck you, pay me. Right. And rap or hip-hop, what do you want to call it, how many kids can say they wake up in the morning, feel suicidal, feel like they're not going to make it, and can put on a song and relate? Because I don't think that's the truth. A lot of these songs actually speak to a lot of kids, and they tell them, hey, you know, you're not going to achieve this. You need this kind of success. You need this kind of money. You need these right. kind of women. You're never, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't understand where, how is it relatable? And I can't help but feel like that's a part of why our society is kind of falling apart. Yeah. Whereas, like, I grew up, and like you, I grew up in a very fucked up household, mm-hmm. very fucked up situations. Um, but again, it depends on how you look at it, how you take it. Right. Um, if you're going to go, if you're going to try to get over it or get through it, um, you know, certain music can help you. I do, I do think that. But I also think if you're going to listen to things that are negative and, and maybe feed an ego instead of helping you work through shit, mm-hmm. that's also, a, that could be a very bad thing. Oh, yeah, no, definitely. You know, whereas, you know, so I'm going to give this to metal, where a lot of metal music I heard championed the idea of changing and overcoming things. Yep. And instead of being a victim, you take it and you you roll with it. It, it makes you better. You wear it like armor. Yeah. The things that, you know, people used to use against you. Yep. Whereas, exactly. like, I see a lot of hip-hop, it's not that. It's really not. No. And I'm not trying to divide again, but I'm like, people need to see why, why it is where it's like, this is why I'm more keen to metal, mm-hmm. rock, things like that. Because more of that music is about overcoming things, working through it. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of bands, Disturbed uh, being one of them, has a really, really, really good song. It's, well, because, I mean, I still I still battle depression. Um on a daily basis it's 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 a never ending battle and there's a lot of songs i listen to to help me through get me through what i'm going through whatever it is and one of the songs from disturbed is uh, a reason to fight yeah and i'll tell you man when you listen to those lyrics it's it it just it hits you like holy crap like this is you know i don't want to give up and there's actually on youtube there's actually a a live video of them performing and you hear a bunch of different stories and one of the things that David Draymond does, and this is one of the reasons why I love Disturbed, is just what one of the things they do is he basically has everyone in the audience raise their hand and then look at each other to turn around and just be like, you are not alone. Everyone here is going through the same thing you are. You are not alone. So for anyone out there, just know you're not alone. Um, you can't get over this. You know, it's hard. But you can, you can beat it. Yeah. And, um, you know, he's got to keep, keep fighting. Because um, one of the things that he also says in the video is, and this is something, you know, I, no one wants to do, but you don't want to wake up one day and find out, like, something happened to one of your friends and have that, that thought of, I wish I could have. Yeah. You don't, you don't want that, that feeling. You don't want that thought. Exactly. So, you know, for me, that's, for metal, it's, it's, that's why it's the biggest drive for me. Um, do, you, back, do you think it has anything also to do with um, if a black person or if a white person says something to you? Like, um, I've noticed that our society, 
you know, there's a lot of good country music out there. I've, I've only been open to these things the last 10 years big time, only because I've seen the divide bigger. But there's been a lot of good rap music when I was a kid, like in the 90s that was motivational. Like, yeah, you could say it was like gangster or, um, you know, all that shit. Of course, I know that it was built to divide. I, right. I understand all that. But there's a lot of metal that was doing that, too. A lot of rock. A lot of, you know, I'm not going to get into the esoteric things. That's more for like a Dick Power Hour thing. But um, <laughs> metal-wise, and speaking metal-wise, you know, the, uh, the these songs, back in the day, man, they really built up. They had like a fucking anthem. Like mm-hmm. every one of them, like a fucking, if it wasn't a power ballad, it was something to motivate you. Yeah. You know, something to get you up off the fucking, like you could put it on your alarm clock. If it wasn't one of those annoying ones back in the day. If we had cell phones back in the day, you know what I mean? Oh, man, yeah. Like, fuck, it would have been way better to wake up to that shit. Oh, hell yeah. Than like, eh, 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 and like, <laughs> get up and go to school, you worthless piece of shit. Like, that would have been way better to wake nah, up to like yeah, Iron nah, Man. Nah, exactly. I think one of the bands that really helped um, elevate people to, to like hard times and everything like that, and they're, they're huge. They've been huge since... Uh, Ozfest '99 was their first appearance, which is my favorite band of all time. Slipknot. Yep. Um, I will go into stories about them because huge, huge maggot. I've been in maggot since their first self-titled album. But one of the biggest songs that uh, is, as they refer to as an anthem, is "Surfacing," and it's basically talking about like you know we're not going to give up. Like we're going to keep keep going. There's nothing that can keep us down. And um, that is, if you haven't heard that live or haven't heard that song, check it out. That song is legit one of the best songs they've they've they have, and I'm really glad that they're still around. For now, <laughs> well, I mean, they're they're. Tough, I know Corey far-fetched. Corey's been Corey Taylor's been talking. Um, at some point in the near future, he may be most likely. Um, Leaving Slipknot. I'm sure Clown will be leaving Slipknot soon. I'm pretty sure, as sad as it is, I'm pretty sure at some point Slipknot will no longer be because they're all getting older and they are the craziest nine motherfuckers on the damn planet. My God, the stories of uh, I've read and heard. What, what what if we just fucking, if Slipknot was going to finally have one going away tour and it was like the hangman's knot, and they all just commit suicide. No, 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 no. I could not. Mm-mm. You know. I could not. Not that they would really do it, but like as a symbol. Be like, no one's going to like copy us, not our kids. Nobody. Come, well, up, I, come well, up with your own shit, people. Ironically enough, even though he's not copying his dad, yeah. uh, Corey Taylor's son, Griffin Taylor, um, and Sean Crane, or known as Clown, his son, they started a band with some friends called Vended. Um, and Corey Taylor's son, he doesn't wear a mask, but he does wear some sort of uh, face paint. Mm, okay. Um, but I'll, I will tell you, he sounds just like his dad. Like, if you listen to the songs without seeing the video, you're kind of like, is Corey Taylor doing a side job with, with another band or like, what the hell? Yeah. It is so freaking amazing how good he sounds. And he sounds just like his dad. Even when he regularly sings, he sounds just like his dad. Like it is. Yeah. That's crazy. So epic. And I'm actually going to be seeing, uh, Vended May 7th in LA. They're playing with 
one of my new favorite favorite bands. Like I was talking about last time, how metal is branched out to freaking. There's so many different styles. Now, there's a band from India, and they have a style called India Street Metal. Their name is Bloodywood. Dick Power and I went and saw them last year, October 10th in Santa Ana. And how was that show? That was pretty fucking epic. It and was the energy was just constant. Yeah, it was them and the singer from uh, Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head dude. is now in a new band called A Killer's Confession. Yep, they were pretty badass. They were pretty badass, man. Like it, it, it was a really, really good time. Bloodywood just stole the show as always. I just saw Mushroom Head uh, just did another show. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I have heard about that. Yeah, I haven't watched it because. I mean, they came out. They honestly came out with one song that I don't remember back in high school. I just don't remember what it was. Because yeah. at the time, there was also the feud between them, them their and fans Slipknot. and Slipknot fans. Yeah. And honestly, like, I've heard the stories between both M- Mushroom Head themselves and Slipknot. And it was just the fans that were starting shit. Yeah. They were, Mushroom Head and, and Slipknot were, were cool with each other. The fans from Mushroom Head are the ones that started all the bullshit. Yeah, a bunch of drama. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, this uh, May 7th is a, another group I heard once I did not like. They're called Wargasm. Oh, Wargasm is fucking hilarious. I did not like hearing yeah, them when, I, if when you, I... If you didn't, if you guys don't mind joke metal, it's, it's fucking hilarious. It's pretty much what it is. I saw them when we went to go watch Limp Bizkit last year. They opened for Limp Bizkit. God. It was Wargasm and someone else. Uh, um, but, yeah, Wargasm was there, and it was pretty fucking funny. They were at, they were one of the better ones. And let me tell you, there was like five people they opened with, and there was them and someone else, and there were only two good ones. And they, wow. were, they were one of the good ones. And that was disappointing because uh, it was like them, whoever, I think they were like a metal, or they were like from England. And, like, yeah, Wargasm's pretty catchy if you guys like them. Or if you check them out, they're from England, UK, I believe, or whatever. No, not UK anymore. They're fucked. They're, they're somewhere from back there. They're from the well, overseas. Well, the UK voted them, voted themselves out. There's no more United Kingdom, right? So, oh, that's right. So it's it, they're from England, but uh, check out, check them out. They're pretty fucking cool. Eh, yeah, I don't really care for them. Um, I definitely want to see Vended, um, and then of course Bloodywood, and then May eighth, I'm going to see Bloodywood. Invented again, but I'm going to Santa Ana, and Dick Powers is going to go with me. That is going to be another epic show. Two shows back to back. My God, man, dude, that's going to be fucking. <laughs> so there's the thing: the closing show is always the most yeah. epic fucking show. Like for me, especially for the Santa Ana, it was like last minute decision. Like I, I knew they were like I saw one of my friends that I met last year at the show. That guy Zachary. Yeah, he posted about it. Oh, because he's always on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I finally like got a hold of him on Facebook, but I saw him post on on Facebook that he was going, and it's just like, is it, yeah. is, he's gonna be the same show. Yeah, we should meet up, dude. That's what I told him. I was like, look, I, I got a new uh, vest. Fuck yeah, it's a uh, red sleeveless. Yeah, but it's still got the spikes, and then I got uh, my friend's wife's gonna put the sew the patch on for me. Fuck yeah, that's what you need. I told, I told him, I told him, I was like, hey, just look for the. Uh, uh, red sleeveless spiky vest. Look for the tall guy with a short Mexican <laughs> on his shoulders. <laughs> Not like for me. We look just like, like Megatron. <laughs> one of the reasons why is just like they they even announced that after this tour they're going to take a short break and go work on some new material. 
So for me, it was kind of like, well, if they're going to take a, a, if this is going to be like the end of the tour and everything, getting near the end of it, I want to see them as much as I can. So you know what? Fuck it. They're playing in L.A. and Santa Ana. I'll fucking go. Yeah, before it's over. Yeah, because they, I, I will tell you, if you guys have not checked out Bloody Wood, check them out. Their songs are like. Especially before they become like really big. Oh, they, they, they are one of those bands that right now, like, uh, you can just tell right now, when they, before they become big, they're one of those fucks. Um, so I think we should jump on their nuts. I think all <laughs> you guys should jump on their nuts. And if you don't. <laughs> I already I, I already have because, like, yeah. they're, they're not, they're big, but they're not that big because of, if you look at them, they're playing the small clubs. Yeah. They're not playing the huge arenas when they come out here, like freaking Metallica playing at SoFi Stadium and the Prit. Oh, my God, the ticket prices. Dude, they're, they're out of control, man. They are. They're, did you hear about the, the, the fucking Power Trip one? So how much is it? Is it 800 or 700 for, for a general, general admission? general admission, they range anywhere from 700 to 1,000 for general Fuck. fucking admission. Life. The most is five grand, and that's like the three-day VIP pass. That come with blowjobs from James Hetfield, <laughs> right? For ten thousand, James Hetfield will sing God, you. God, man! <laughs> like I, I, again, I love, I love going to concerts. I really, really do. Yeah. And even for freaking the SoFi Stadium, which is in August, I am so tempted, so fucking tempted. They have the Snake Pit, dude, which is the the, yeah. the pit where the the stage is around it. So you're in the middle of the stage. Yeah. A thousand dollars, like fourteen hundred. That's per ticket. Nuts. And hey, I'm look, sitting here just like, look, <laughs> if 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 the metal gods want us to go, one of us is gonna win the lottery. Oh my god, dude! I I would, but honestly, it's like I look at him like, I would love to save up and go, especially get that. But at the same time, because I love music, I love making music. I gotta save up and start putting stuff towards getting recording stuff going to make my music. And that's more important than going out and seeing Metallica. Damn. That's true. Cause well said. unless we go out and meet Metallica and we just beg them for sound equipment. <laughs> that's another way to go. Yeah. James, 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 I love you. Do you have any extra sound equipment we can have? Kurt, why do you keep using the wah pedal? Get rid of it. I swear, dude, like I, I love the new album, but, Kurt Hammett needs to get not really get rid of the wah pedal. Just don't use it all the fucking time. Yeah, it's his he uses it way too much. Yeah, it's nothing against Kurt Hammett because he is an amazing guitar player. But dude, freaking chill out on the wah pedal. Come on. That's nah, it's, it's because he smokes too much. <laughs> he looks like he looks like a freaking witch with that white yeah. hair. <laughs> he, he wants us to be able to like not realize that he's transitioning from his voice now. Into a smoker's <laughs> voice after they put a hole in his fucking throat. Sound like Kane. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I can't play anymore. <laughs> nah, seriously though, like Gosh, uh, little baby, don't say a word. <laughs> nah, I, 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 I just man. So yeah, for me, like I said, you know, that, that's one of the biggest reasons why I love metal. It, it, it's always been there for me through the hard times through the rough times through the darkest times and it still is there for me like it's just one of those things that i cannot get rid of it's that that addiction that we just will not leave yeah and, you know and i talk a lot of shit but metallica it was a lot of metallica songs that uh got me out of a lot of uh, oh yeah 
Like, you know, it, it's, it sounds pseudo, but when you're a teenager and you got no other outlet, it's the things like poetry, music, mm-hmm. movies. Exactly. Those are the outlets you have. Yep. And I don't care if it's like uh, government funded or whatever they call it, brainwashing. Well, nah. you know, it's like. You I know, don't believe in that shit. A lot of these things still are bred from other people who were once teenagers. Yeah. So I argue that maybe that's why people like Metallica take a long time to evolve. Like they're, they're they like they're stuck in rocker mode. They're stuck in teenage mode for a long time. Right. You know they're sixty something, but they're still like jamming out. So it's like oh, there's freaking James Hatfield is like in his seventies and still looking. Just he's looking honestly. He's, he doesn't even look seventy. Looks like fifty. He looks like fifty, and he's dude. His voice is just unfucking believable. Yeah. And he's still fucking playing like <laughs> like he's eighteen. Yeah. Just like dude. He is, he is actually just like one of the. When it comes down to that, when it comes to down picking, I don't know. There might be one other person that can maybe top him, which is uh, Scott In from uh, Anthrax, because he just down picks all the time. Anthrax. His down picking is insane. Anthrax is awesome. Fucking oh god, I love Anthrax. Yeah, dude, I can get into it all day. But yeah, maybe if there's other people who, it'd be really awesome to get other people to uh, drop their comments or their. Yeah. Uh, Please do, you stories. know, tell us, tell us your stories, you know, we'd love to, uh, love to hear from you guys. Sorry, I'm chewing on some uh, hot Cheetos. <laughs> oh, man. You but, um. Uh, get some people and get some metalheads in here. Some yeah, other, definitely, uh, definitely. And, uh, you know, we'll have some more, some more stories, some more concert stories and whatnot, and uh, more personal stories. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you about my, uh, my journey as a, trying to make it as a mu- musician. So, yeah, just, um, you know, until next time, keep your horns up, motherfuckers. Peace out. Oh,